0: Log Talk Radio Welcome, welcome, welcome. Special program we're doing today, Conversations Beyond the Veil, Larry Taylor and myself. And we're going to get into some um, interesting stuff, which usually we get involved with when we're talking about these themes in Conversations Beyond the Veil, which is basically talking about things that uh, you don't hear often, just from a few. And um, so I just thought that um, I was talking to Larry. And um, I just thought that it would be good to do a program uh, to address some of these things that are happening lately and um, strange, bizarre things that are happening in different areas, one of them being the incident that took place in Miami, Florida a few days ago. And uh, some of those things have not been vetted, have not been confirmed. Uh, There's a lot of opinions out there. All kinds of opinions from A to z and um there are there is no solid proof right that people uh, saw what they really said they, that they saw and um and so there's a lot of other things happening there were also uh, different things happening in the sun and things happening in the weather things happening all over the place so without further ado here's uh i'll turn it over to you Larry.
1: Well, it's very, very interesting, and, and uh, I was uh, kind of shocked a little bit when I first saw the uh, – I'm trying to remember now uh, where I noticed about – I think it was uh, Strange Sounds was the first pickup that I had, org, and they put – I saw something run across the headline, something strange just happened in Miami, Florida, 7- to 10-foot creature. And I thought, Whoa. And when I watched that video, because strange sounds had the video embedded uh by someone named Holy Critic, and uh he had the uh video that was taken it was It was really interesting because of the fact that uh obviously you know there was hundreds of police cars, and uh, the response was just you know when you have a response of an active shooter even. Uh, You know, and we've had multiples of these for years now. You know, you wind up getting, you know, 10, maybe 20, 25, maybe 30 if it's really, really big and you've got a shooter they just can't take down, police response. However, however, I had to admit the response I saw on that video, and this was a guy that was taking a video from a rooftop, uh and and watching uh the scenario surrounding this mall uh the re- the response and and the video that i saw too on the video and and you you know you it's hard to vet some of it but some of it's already been vetted a little bit and i guess you could say other than mainstream media uh there was some uh you know youth gang violence it same you know they were beating up a guy and People were running, and, you know, they were firing some firecrackers. And, uh, you know, I I guess some people thought maybe there were gunshots. But uh, from my understanding, nobody was shot. Nobody was killed. Um, You know, it's one of those things where hundreds of police come to the scene. Now, that's, uh, you know, from my days in, in law enforcement, and there was quite a few of them, that's really overwhelming response, you know, and so that that kind of uh, piqued my interest, if you will, about what was going on because I'm familiar with responses to. I'm hey, I've I called a lot of shootings in progress and lots of shootings, lots of murders. I, you know, I worked all those kind of cases for years, and there was never, ever, ever any kind of response factor like this, you know. Um, So when I watched that, and and then they showed this very, very anomalous uh, image of something, which I I don't know how tall it was. I can't guess. You know, I'm assuming uh, possibly uh, 10, 11, 12 foot tall, whatever that thing was. There was a a humanoid-looking creature of some kind. It looked humanoid, and it was moving and moving around, it, it seemed to be fading in and out of, I guess you could say, our reality, if you will, similar to something you might expect from a, 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 a thinning of the veil. So you're seeing something real-time in our time space that is actually existing in another dimension, but because of the thinning of the veil, you can still see it. Now, with that being said, with that being said, I I knew years ago when I moved over in this part of Oklahoma. I met a couple of uh, individuals here that had a a store, uh, you know, in, in Tallahassee, Became acquainted with them, ministered to them a little, and uh, you know they were Native Native Americans, and uh, you know they they really researched legends and et cetera, et cetera. Well, when they got to know me, they they <clears throat> kind of clued me in that. Uh, they had seen prehistoric creatures. Open view, just saw them walking, and it multiple times. And they told men for the people that live, you know, similarly around. And and Augusto, you've been to Tallahena, and if you're at the Tallahina restaurant, and you know where that is, if you look back to the, uh, I guess it would be the kind of east or east southeast maybe. Uh, there was a what they call Buffalo Mountain beyond the hospital there at Tallahina, and then some potato hills and in this region was where they saw these things walking and it was it was this was like uh they saw it five or six times uh, but when they would go to the area, it was these creatures were walking in after seeing it, they simply couldn't find footprints I mean they couldn't find the physical evidence of what their eyes told them they saw and so they they shared with me that that they they believed that possibly uh, these creatures were you know in another time space if you will other than ours exactly another reality other than ours and uh, you know they didn't really call it the thinning of the veil particularly but they said uh whatever uh was out there Another dimension, maybe, uh, it kind of got mixed up, and you could see these things through it, and they looked like they was on our side, but in all reality, they were still on the other side, but it was they could see it, and, you know, I, their names were Carolyn and uh, Linda, and, you know, I'm not going to say last names, however, I found that really, really intriguing, and they also had, had seen uh, some of the Bigfoot, you know, creatures, and they knew of the legends, et cetera. And so anyway I just took that with a grain of salt and uh but I was you know I knew them for a few years actually they both passed on now but I, I knew them for a few years and they never took back what they said they saw but they also were very clear that there were no footprints where they saw these things walking and they were, these things were big and prehistoric looking so with that being said uh this this whatever it was and and you clearly could see you couldn't see it Real clear, but you could clearly see a humanoid figure of some kind. Now, let me see this, and I'll toss it back over to you. Uh, Last night, uh, Darnett showed me something that they had just captured, and this is like a week or so. I'm trying to remember. I think that was about January the 5th when Strange Sounds put it out, which would have been about the time that it happened in Miami. Uh, That was the 5th. This is the... uh, what is this 12th i guess um i lose time but anyway um interestingly li yes either yesterday or day before yesterday in brazil someone was taking video of a of lightning and a lightning strike and oddly enough with it when this lightning strike occurred and it lit up you know how it'll light up the sky surrounding where the lightning is there was something that was about the same height of this thing. It was it was ten, maybe twelve, fifteen foot tall. In the you could see it in the lightning. The lightning revealed it, and it walked through that lightning strike basically. And it was like it maybe wasn't on in our time space, but boy, was it close. And it looked like a humanoid creature of some kind. Nephilim, I don't know. Uh, La Marzulli talked, you know, clearly about the Nephilim and. And all of that, he actually did multiple uh, videos on the uh, the you know Miami thing, and and he, he said he was you know he said I'm caught between. He said I don't know whether it's something like maybe blue beam, and they're it's a psyops, you know, a psychological operation that they're doing. Or he said if it's real and something is right there in the thin veil and you can see it clearly. It almost totally materializes, you know, in our time space. Now, with that being said, and I will throw it to you this time, Augusto, and I, 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 I sent you a copy of the, uh, it, it's a bit shoot, uh, video of the old Art Bell show art bell radio show where he had the area 51 former employee give and he was listed as a frantic caller and you know i listen to that and i've had a lot of uh experience you know i've interviewed lots of people in various things that have occurred to them traumatic stuff uh you know you know over the years and uh this frantic caller now no joke if this was a hoax He was really, really good at it because all the, you know, and of course you can't see him, but you can just hear the audio of him talking, but it absolutely sounded real. It didn't sound faked. It didn't sound uh, like he was reading from a script. It didn't sound like that uh, he was trying to put on a, a show or theater It really sounded real. And, you know, that that flashed back to me, and I I, I found it on BitChute and sent it to you, Augusto. I don't know if you had time to listen to it. But, you know, I was thinking, you know, it's very likely that that could have been a caller that was trying to reveal something about the coming, you know, maybe the UFOs, the aliens, et cetera, et cetera. But really he was trying to reveal data on the arrival that was coming or Return of the Giants, possibly, or the dimensional situation that is changing, even as the Destroyer approaches.
0: Uh, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that, Larry. All that. Um, yeah, I, I I did get that um, video that you sent me. I I had I had listened to it many many years ago, and um, I have forgotten about it too. And uh, it kind of refreshed uh, my memory too uh, as well. But uh, one thing I wanted to add um, to what you said there, Larry, to kind of um, uh, confirm the veracity that that was genuine and it was not a hoax is the fact that, you know, as I kept listening towards the end of that, you know, uh, audio clip, that, uh, you know, Art Bell in his studio had a power outage. He had a power outage as a result of that call. Now, if that would have been a hoax, what are the chances that there was a power outage right after that? So, you know that that to me uh, kind of uh, clears that out. The fact that it was a hoax. Uh, a color, you know, any color could have tried to do that. You know, it would have taken a, a a Hollywood performance, but it's it it it's doable. But the power outage, I don't think so. So, <clears throat> yeah, that was. I believe the man was trying to warn uh, the people, but of course, uh, you know, we know that that's not going to be allowed. That's not going to be allowed uh, by the powers that be. Now, the situation in Miami, I have thought about that, and I have meditated on that, and I have prayed about that. And uh, again, uh, and you hear all kinds of opinions out there, and I have listened to to many of these um Talking, on you know, different program, different shows, and they're all they're all good reporters. They're all good, um, good people. You mentioned one of them, Marzuli, and and there and, and there's Hodges, you know, and and there's many others out there that did reports on this, <clears throat> and uh, they all share their, you know, opinion of what it is that is, you know, that was about. And, uh, you know, and, uh, and, and and some go into the part that it could have been maybe um, it was nothing more than maybe a bomb scare um, and or it was, you know, maybe a, a, a terrorist threat, bomb scare threat, something like that. Well, I don't know. I don't buy that. Usually it doesn't take that many cars. Uh, as you said, um, I have seen many times before how the police respond to that kind of thing. And it, you know, they don't send um, that many policemen and, and, and police cars. And I also uh, read and saw a video where there were black helicopters flying over Miami at that same time. Black helicopters. Now, why would black helicopters be flying over a situation like that? So <clears throat> there are a lot of weird um, phenomena, weird things that just do not uh don't make sense uh saying that this was just uh you know a group of kids that were maybe shooting each other or maybe planning to you know put a bomb or whatever i don't buy that i think this was much bigger and um and there have been other phenomena um also happening in florida over florida this last several days there have been uh, captures you know um uh, people with uh, with their with their phones, have captured images in the skies that were very, very abnormal. They looked like craft that were kind of coming into our, our, you know, our, our skies. And it was, it was a, a uh, cloud-covered skies. And, again, people can say, well, you know, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. You know, but, but, but there were many, many pictures and many photos sent to someone that I saw a video, I can't remember the the his his channel, but like like five different people sent him from different places in the in Florida <clears throat> sent him pictures of what they saw in the sky on the same day and uh, they all shot the same kind of pictures, basically similar pictures from different parts of Florida. Some from Gainesville, some from Central Florida, some from uh the, the, the you know the west side of Florida, the west coast, some from the east coast, and they were all the same. You know, they were all showing the same type of uh, phenomena. So there are a lot of these um, things that do not have answers, and I do believe that there may be something going on. Um, now I'm not going to jump the gun and say that this is you know aliens up here or whatever. It could have been. Okay, I'm not discarding that. It could have been. Uh, and then others go and say that this is the Project Blue Beam. Uh, we, could, we could say it was maybe uh, them trying it out. I mean, it could be. But uh, the thought comes to me, uh, Larry, what if it's all of the above? What if it is a Project Blue Beam that a real phenomenon is going on and that the government is really trying to hide this? Maybe maybe it's all of the above, and uh, and so <clears throat> I was re- I was doing some uh, looking, <clears throat> some research and people have sent me stuff also, and uh, there is you know the, the, uh, you know this Project Blue Beam is is from NASA, and um, also involved in it is the CIA and the NSA, it's it's the uh, Project Blue Beam. And the aim of the Project Blue Beam is to manipulate the people's religious faith with the help of electromagnetic waves and computers and global real-time holographic projections to fake whatever they want to fake, an alien invasion, the coming of a messiah, or whatever. And so we know that they're pushing this thing hard right now, and uh, we know that uh, with, you know 2024 was what was going to be that kind of a year, but then again, you know, again we cannot we cannot discard, <clears throat> excuse me, the fact that this uh, the UFO thing phenomena, is real, going back to 1948, with the RAAF, uh, when you know it captured the, it came out on the uh, Roswell Daily Record that they captured a flying saucer on the ranch in Roswell. And uh, this happened. This really happened. This was not make believe. This was not a, a conspiracy theory. This really happened. And they tried to, you know, just uh, push it away. And they said it was just a balloon, right? However, after that happened, this was in 1948. After this happened, uh, things really began, began to really explode as far as UFOs all over the, the country. There were many 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 uh, uh UFO sightings all over the the, the United States and uh, all other parts of the world but let's just talk about the United States because that is where we we know the most about. And so <clears throat> uh according to reports, okay, uh this continued until July 1952. Now this 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 particular incident You cannot push it away. You cannot discard it and say it didn't happen. It's conspiracy theory. No, it's a fact. And that is that in 1952, some of the documents that were unsealed, it just happened to show that there were a fleet of UFOs over the uh, Washington, D.C. region. Basically, they were seen over the White House, the Pentagon, and the capital, and uh, this 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 is something that um, cannot be disputed. This is something that is a fact. This is something that is in the records. And so, <clears throat> as we continue to research this, and you continue to look into it, you will find out that um, that in uh, in 1952 there was seen and captured in video a video capture of mysterious object right over. That region over Washington D.C., our Congress, and uh, back in that time, Harry S. Truman was the president, and uh, the, the the radar, the radar of the of the Washington D.C. captured these spots flying over the, the White House, and so uh, Harry S. Truman was, you know, moving at very high speeds moving at 100 miles per hour and accelerate to as much as 7,200 miles per hour, according to the report. And so uh, Harry S. Truman, the president, basically became very, very uh, uh, concerned about this, and he demanded answers to this uh, event that had just happened, the uh, UFO appearance. Uh, And so basically that's how Project Blue Book came about. And uh, so Harry S. Truman acknowledged that this had happened. And the people need to understand this. The people out there that still do not believe that UFOs, did not believe in any of these phenomena, you need to understand (laughs) this was the president, Harry S. Truman, who said this, who said, I want this investigated because (laughs) this fleet, it was a fleet of UFOs seen flying over Washington is right over the White House, and it was captured by the, you know, by the, by the, um, you know, by the surveillance cameras and also by the, um, their radars. So you just cannot push this stuff away, folks. You just can't do that. So this, we we, we, we have to realize that on one hand, we have a real um, UFO, uh, uh saying you know it, the, the UFOs we have this so-called aliens that have been seen as you were uh, touching on, on on that subject Larry they have been seen in many parts of the world there was an incident over in Ecuador some years ago that a friend of ours uh shared with me that uh, their children had seen you know they had gone uh, to visit a, a a friend's house you know kind of in a remote area uh, uh, south of, of you know in the, in the south central part of, of uh, Ecuador and they saw this creature and they, they said the creature looked at them and they just started running away and uh, so there are there are uh, uh, confirmations that these type of encounters are real and uh, I mean I don't see why uh, these people wanted to lie why they would have lied and uh, they had no reason to and so these people in miami um could it have been maybe uh some people said maybe they wanted to um uh, i don't know become popular on tiktok or whatever maybe but what if what if what they said was real what if what they really said that they saw was real and there were some images granted that they were uh not clear but they showed this kind of uh you know tall big figures there appearing and disappearing which which basically is uh what that color in the art bell show said larry that they were not that you know that they were inter interdimensional not extraterrestrial and so all of these things are beginning to make sense and uh, we need to keep an open mind to these things and not shut everything out because there's going to be a lot of weird things happening remember the experience and, and I think this was about a year ago or maybe two years ago that we shared in one of our podcasts and I'll, I'll, I'll say this and I'll, I'll 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 toss it back to you Larry uh, we, we shared this the testimony of a child uh, well he was not a child he was a teenager and he had received a vision from God about these aliens that started appearing everywhere and they were really uh causing a lot of damage and wreaking a lot of havoc uh on, on the planet and that they were basically uh you know, just killing and, uh, and and eating uh the people and right in front of the you know, while they were still alive, that that's what the you know, that's what this young man said. And he was crying, he was crying bitterly. You could you could see, you could hear and feel his pain. Uh, you can't make that up. And his uncle, I think it was, was trying to comfort him and trying to, you know, talk to him about the, the end times and Jesus and, and 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 the boy was still seeing these things. He was still seeing the vision. And so anyways, uh there there are a lot of uh things like this that I could share that confirm that these things are, are indeed real whether the miami incident was real or not i don't know but what if it was
1: well i remember that that was that was absolutely incredible uh what he was seeing and then what he was sharing there uh, another incident that had to deal with giants if you remember also uh was the giants of kandahar and, and i can't even imagine how many people have either written reports on that or are produced videos of that or you know i mean everybody got involved in that one l.a marzulli did steve quayle did uh um, i think mike adams i mean i don't know how many really that that got involved with that scenario uh however uh l.a marzulli was able to have some people on that was involved in the shooting of that thing and also uh interviewed i heard him interview one of the uh crew members of the helicopter the big heavy carrier helicopter that came in that removed that uh so-called dead giant uh you know out of there and hauled it somewhere else and uh you know he shared that so so there's really not much reason to believe that that didn't happen uh, there there are intel that that Uh, there's other creatures similar to that one further down but they just didn't go any further they closed off that that escape hole if you will or that surface hole of wherever those creatures were from would exit and and at the same time I you know I personally and I think you've seen it too Augusto I've seen a number over the last couple of years of uh, videos that were taken in mountainous regions and some in the U.S. I think it was up in the northwest and also down in uh, uh Central or South America where while they're just taking video of mountains, uh there's giant humanoids standing on those mountains. And they would be really big, you know, and that's the last couple of years that that, that stuff showed up. So, you know, there's a lot of inferences out there to all kind of uh, activity that seems to be being picked up down a video. Uh, what was interesting, too, is the fact that uh, someone had emailed me, uh, you know, just to post and said uh, some author by the name of Jasper T. Scott uh, had a book out that had to deal with the destroyer, or they thought it was the destroyer. And, and I got a copy of that uh the the book one he put out is called Rogue Star, Frozen Earth, and basically he said this summer will be our last. And uh, uh, he basically said that a dead star headed for Earth. The shift in Earth's orbit will unleash a new ice age. This summer will be our last. And it's a very very interesting uh, scenario that he's got. And his like I say, his name is Jasper T Scott. It's on Amazon. Uh, he's actually uh, was a USA Today reporter. Uh, He's written a number of novels and and books, and this one seems to be based on uh, a similar scenario of a rogue star, he calls it, that has uh, planets or planetoids, in other words, its own solar system coming into our solar system, and interacting and uh you know it reminded me a little bit of if you remember the old uh i think it's from the 50s uh let's see i think it was titled uh when worlds collide i believe is the title of the video when worlds collide and that was actually uh that and it was an old black and white film really really great sci-fi film actually it was where a couple of rogue planets or it appeared to be rogue planets uh, come through our solar system, and, and actually, one of them uh, was occupied. Uh, now that kind of dovetails into the Jasper Scott's book, to where this rogue star, if you will, and it was a, in his book, it's a, a brown dwarf star. In that odd, that comes through with some planets with it, and before it gets here, uh, the so-called aliens begin to arrive. Not, not when it's close, but even before they begin to make an arrival and, and show themselves. And I, and uh, you know, it's just unbelievable how much people have little details of all these things. Now, what's interesting is, is the fact that, uh, you know, now we're, you know, according to Marshall Masters, we're, we're about to reach midsummer, whenever that's going to be, uh, 2024 um uh, that this uh i don't know you you know nemesis uh nibiru you know destroyer rogue star whatever uh it and its entourage are going to be it, there's going to be a change in the appearance of the scenario of it in other words the cloud of asteroids and and falling objects and you mentioned earlier um uh, you know the asteroids and and the things that were happening on Earth at the present time, meteorites and you know, and all this kind of stuff that we've had off and on and Marshall Masters talks about and comments on. But all of this data there just seems to be so many uh reports out there. Now when worlds collide, what's uh, this is what's uh, kind of ironic to me. I've got the orig- I've got one of the original novels and I believe it was written in I wanna say nineteen thirty eight. It's been been quite some time. It was a very early sci-fi book, but it doesn't appear that it was a lot of sci-fi because, oddly enough, uh, it really, really goes along with something, some type of intruders or interlopers in your solar system that normally is not there in our solar system. So even from 1938 or when that book was written, and I've got a copy of one of the originals, uh, and then they actually made the movie, and then colorized it when worlds collide, which is a real good classic. Hey, if you hadn't watched it, you ought to watch that one. That's great. Uh, that came out, and now we find ourselves, I guess you could say, almost daily seeing satellite images from weather cams and and people on airplanes. If you, it seems if you catch the sky at a certain angle or a certain height. Uh, these things have a little bit of a you you can see them and but you know they're not real plain you can see them even in like Planet X News uh, you know I've seen the whole entourage basically and and one large object which must be the brown dwarf uh, in one of the uh, solar flares that went off and it, it was visible uh, Planet X News showed that one but you know, we've got all of this stuff, and this does to appear to be, Augusto, something that our government or the elite are covering up because, and the reason I'm saying that is, you know, a number of years ago, and you've had multiple people on your uh, radio shows, Augusto, of people talking about the nemesis, destroyer, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And, and uh, you know, for a few years there, multiple people, were showing evidence, showing data, uh, and, and producing videos and books. I don't know how many books have been written, but in the last few years, where did they go? As this thing begins to become more visible, it appears, and, and the thing about the weather cams, that it, it looks like it's almost like a veil, if you will, uh, because of the fact that uh, they're not real clear. We're not seeing it real clear. Now, you know, this is kind of odd, but I'll just mention it. You know, I can't vet it. But, uh, you know, when I talked to Standeo a few years ago, you know, about trying to, you know, he's really, he's a smart guy. And I'd asked him if there was any way he could possibly do any type of, uh, of calculations on how fast this is going and the trajectory it's going and, give a calculation of when and where and stuff like that. And he said, absolutely not. He said, this is such a weird object that it, it speeds up, it slows down. Sometimes it appears to just stop, and then it starts moving again. And, and you can't calculate from that. There's no way you would have the continuous trajectory to calculate an arrival. <laughs> so with that being said, there's also been information that I cannot vet, but I'll mention it. And I'd like your opinion on Augusto, because there's a few out there that have claimed that, uh, they have been told from insiders that possibly the destroyer and its entourage, basically it's it, alongside its travels. It seems to be a portal, a portal of some kind where it can ease into it and you can't see anything. And then it, back out again visible so this makes me almost wonder again if there is a connection between maybe the giants we're seeing and a you know and a blurring if you will that's a good term i never used it before but i saw one of the videos that called it a blurring of dimensions uh because of our ability to we're hindered a little bit at seeing what we want to see clearly it does seem to be uh a thinning of the veil region or a blurring of the dimensions region or some of that, but I'd be uh glad to get your opinion.
0: Well, uh, yeah, thank you, Larry. Um sharing that too. Uh well I have always thought and I have shared this uh and, and, and you know several times already in, in past uh, podcasts that we have done that um I am of the opinion that every time the Planet X uh, the brown dwarf, a Nemesis, uh, uh, you know, all, he goes by all these names. Every time this uh, celestial object passes through the, uh, you know, the Earth's um, solar system, right? And, and, and again, the, the time it takes for this object to make its, 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 its trek through space and come back, some say it's 3,600 years. Zacharias Ditchin, that's, that's his theory. Others say it's every 2,000 years, and so forth and so on. But the, the, the truth of the matter is that it does come back for a certain, uh, uh, you, know, uh, you know, between certain period of time, let's say 3,600 years. Let's take that, just for argument's sake. Okay, the last time or or the, or, or the first time that we know of, okay, that is recorded in Scripture, that this object came by uh, planet Earth was during the flood, and uh, that is, as a matter of fact, what caused the flood. And um, I have read some, uh, you know, some uh, research others have done on this, and they have sh- shown, con- you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, definite conclusions of why they think that happened. You know, what happened to the Earth, what happened to the atmosphere of the Earth. You know all the things that took place um, have to do with um, at the passage of such an object, and um, <clears throat> and so the destruction of the earth by a flood during Noah's day was a result of the passage of Nibiru, Planet X. Okay, now the next time we see in scripture that he passes was during the Exodus when. Uh, According to the scriptures, God appeared to Moses in a burning bush and told him to go, you know, set his people free from Egypt. They were in bondage in Egypt. And so during that time, you remember, that's when all those plagues God brought upon Egypt. But these are plagues, basically, and, and we have talked about this as well. God can use a phenomena like this okay uh, a, a planet if you will a celestial object as a matter of fact um when we read uh and, and i've read i've read this book uh most of it not completely because it's very large but i have read most of it by douglas elwell planet x the sign of the son of man and um you know according to all the data there that he has and 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 he he even has calculations that he did he's a he's a very a very, very intelligent person and uh, he, did, he did his homework, and he's got a PhD on this subject. And um, so anyway, on the, on the subject of astronomy, I mean, he's, um, you know, he is, um, anyway, he is, um, he is very, very well versed on this. And so uh, he, according to that and some other stuff that I have read, uh, you know, this seems to be what happened during those two events. The earth was uh, shaken by this by the passing of this celestial object, and many of these things that we see in the book of Revelation, which is going to happen again, right before the coming of the of the Son of Man, the, the, you know the waters are going to turn red. It's happening, folks. Uh, the the earth is going to crack open in many places. It's happening, folks. Look what's happening in Africa. Uh, there's going to be signs in the heavens, Jesus said. It's happening, folks. And on the earth, it's happening, folks. And so all of these things, okay, plagues. You know, during the during the the Exodus, there were plagues. All of these things happened, but the telltale sign that this was indeed uh, that ties that ties the uh, the the flood to uh, the Exodus is the fact that after Moses led the children out of Israel right because eventually uh, the pharaoh had to yield okay he had to cry uncle because of <laughs> all of the plagues that were that were uh, you know laid upon him by the most high through through this object through the passing of this object god used this object as his hammer okay and um and so when they left when they left egypt when you read the scriptures, you're going to see that that is when they encounter these giants, these strange beings that were so, so huge, so big, so tall, that um, you know, the spies that were sent out, ten of them, when you know, they were sent out to spy Jericho, when they came back, they told Moses that they looked like grasshoppers. You know, when they stood next to them, I mean, when they, when they, when they looked at them and they were, you know, watching them, they looked like grasshoppers compared to them. And so this is, um, you know, this is basically telling us that these giants, these, these entities were there. Where did they come from? Where did, where did these, uh, entities come from? And so. Every time that this object, this celestial object, comes near planet Earth, okay, and you were mentioning Marshall Masters is talking about it's going to reach perihelion this uh, summer, right? And I don't know uh, what time it's going to be closest to Earth. That hasn't been, uh, at least I haven't heard it. But that could be, you know, maybe that already happened. And they, you know, every time this this, uh, celestial object comes near the Earth, uh, we see that happen, and we see that there is a burgeoning of uh, of this activity, of of, uh, of these giants and these UFOs and these things on the Earth, because that is when the, they they are basically, according to some of these experts, right? They are they are inhabited, they have they, or they inhabit one of these planets, one of these orbitals around Nemesis, okay? The Anunnaki. And it's one of those planets that they, um, during the during the conflict between the Almighty and Lucifer, right, Satan, they they began to expand and they began to colonize and conquer. Uh, and colonize basically is the word. There was not much to conquer in some places; just colonize and uh, and settle in many of these um, uh, planets. And so, you know, there have been reports of. Um, objects have been found in the moon and uh, and they're now even talking about going back there and uh you know soon so i i'm <laughs> i'm kind of curious about that and uh, anyways you know they have been uh the, the same things the same reports have we have heard about uh mars and so these these entities according to the researchers that i have read through they colonized and they they went to some of these planets and then there is where they live they they settle there because they were kicked basically they they were not able to continue here on planet earth and if they are here they have to be hidden like you were sharing larry like the giants of kandahar they have to be hiding in caves uh and some of them are in suspended animation uh, waiting for the return of their of their brethren right there their friends to rescue them. And so they are in some of these other places, and this is the reason why they have found uh, technology and uh, and they have found things in some of these other places. and they're wondering why. Well, this same thing applies to uh, the you know the Anunnaki there in this planet. they that, that, they may inhabit it now. I don't have proof. Do I have proof? No, I don't. It's just a theory. Because you connect the dots, every time that object comes near planet Earth, uh, it seems that they appear here on the Earth. Why is that, right? And so I said all that to say this, now it appears that this celestial object is once again making its closest approach to planet Earth. Is it, it, I mean, is it not possible that history is repeating itself and that now, they are again being seen, they are appearing here on this planet, and we haven't seen the worst of it yet. When, um, when, this, uh, when this object reaches its closest approach to Earth, or its closest distance to Earth, I don't know what that is called uh, astronomically, but I, I haven't heard when that is going to happen. I know perihelion, according to Marshall, is going to be in the summer of this year, when it reaches its closest approach to the sun but we don't know the earth where the earth is going to be when that happens so anyway long story short is that um, why is it not possible i mean the, 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 people out there you have to open your mind you have to open your understanding and stop calling everything just a conspiracy theory this this is stuff that has happened this is stuff that is fact i just told you about harry s truman there's another story here uh and and, and before i get there and then i'm, I'm going to toss it back to you larry but um you know people have to be careful to call everything conspiracy theory and to call it crazy because these things are happening folks and it's going to intensify in this coming few months and years and um why is it why is it not possible that this is happening again since this object is right now in our backyard. Now, uh, and, and again, and some people may say, well, where's the proof? Well, there there have been many videos and pictures taken of this object right next to the sun. Planet X has done, uh, Planet X News has done a great job. Check it out. He takes He takes videos of this object and pictures of this object passing by the sun. Anyway, and he posts it. And he um, and he does a great job, I think, and he has paid the price, according to some of the things he's said. One last thing here: there is a report um, that I was uh, someone sent to me that um, uh, that Nixon was, uh, you know, he was playing golf with Jackie Gleason a number of years ago uh, in, in, uh, according to the report, in 1973, in Inverness, Florida, and. Um, and Jackie Gleason was pressing Nixon to tell him about the UFOs. Uh, uh, you know, he, and they were there playing golf and the charity golf tournament. And uh, and, and so, they, you know, there is a book, there is a book that uh, is about the story of, uh, of the Air Force security officer, Larry Warren, that talks about what happened. And uh, he says, the left at the gate, I think I'm going to try to get, get a hold of it and read it. And it, it is the, uh, a first hand, uh, account of the, of the Rendersham Forest UFO incident, the cover up and the investigation. And so according to the, according to this security officer, Larry Warren, the event is allegedly the beginning of a presidential alien, um, encounter. And so, um, uh, Gleason, who, you know, he believed in UFOs, he pressured Nixon to tell him about the UFOs and what the government knew. And so, uh, according to Larry Warren, you know, Gleason kept pushing Nixon to show him the UFO, to show him the body, to show him something, and Nixon refused and refused and refused. According to the book, uh then um <clears throat> later, it's reported that Nixon had finally given in and revealed an extraterrestrial secrets to uh, to Jackie Gleason at midnight. He showed up at Gleason's house. I, again, I cannot vet this. I'm just sharing with you what is written in that book by Larry um, by that but that person I mentioned to you. So he appears at Jackie Gleason's house, right? Driving according to this uh, incident. Uh, no Secret Service, and he appears there, and he tells Gleason that he wants to show him something. And so they drive to Homestead Air Force Base, and uh, and there there the president shows Gleason the remains of extraterrestrial. And um, it was encased in some kind of, uh, you know, uh, they don't know what, some, some kind of a dispenser or something like that. And so, anyway, uh, some kind of freezer it appears, and so this this is the beginning of the um, of all these things of you know, the presidential secrets and the alien bodies and all these things, and uh, according to this uh, you know this person that I mentioned to you that wrote this book, uh, it's very very interesting. I'm going to try to get it. Uh, that this was a real encounter that Nixon had with Jackie Gleason, where he revealed to him some of these things, and he showed him that, in fact, this is truth. So, um, again, I I don't know. uh, Could this be true? Could this be all made up? Uh, I don't know. Could this guy maybe have written this to (laughs) to sell his book? I don't know. But uh, there's a lot here that uh, if he's lying, I mean, why, why would a guy like that lie? I mean, th- there's a lot here. He put President Nixon on the line, and uh, he put a lot of people here. He quoted a lot of names here. So, again, um, there's a lot out there that we just don't know, and it's very, ha- very, very difficult to vet and very difficult to confirm. But you've always heard the story. You've always heard the saying, when there is smoke, there's a lot of smoke there's probably a fire somewhere.
1: <laughs> well that's very true. Uh one of the things that uh, Marshall Masters did also was uh he produced a uh book titled The Cobrin and some call it the Cobrin Bible. It's not really a bible. It's it's you know like we think of a bible. It's actually uh a compilation of uh numerous manuscripts from various civilizations uh you know, like the Chinese you know Ethiopia, I mean uh a number of civilizations that chronicle um you know what happens sometimes when there is an arrival and what happened before the arrival and after and et cetera et cetera, et cetera, but all of these manuscripts are in the Cobrin, as you call it, you get that at amazon it's pretty thick it's it's a lot of manuscripts uh from different civilizations. And it's uh, really a classic, I think, uh, that he's got, you know, out there. Uh, one of the, the interesting things also is the fact that uh, the uh, – I was trying to think of uh, the guy's name, uh, Michael uh, – oh, <laughs> I'm blank for suddenly. Um, anyway, it's Dr. Michael Sala is his name. And he has done a number. I've followed a few of his uh, videos and and his so-called whistleblower information that's coming from people involved with things like, uh, you know, off-planet operations, uh, the space fleet, the aliens, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Dr. Michael Sala now, you know, originally, to me, he seemed pretty much deceived to think these were Beings that were simply, uh, you know, a non-threat, if you will. And, uh, you know, of course he sees them from a completely different, uh, perspective than a, a biblical perspective or a spiritual perspective. So what I've noticed though is, is recently he and, uh, uh Barry Rothman, who does the Torah codes, have done some work together and it appears that Dr. Michael Sala uh, really has become, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, really has become apprehensive, if you will, about the uh, possible theory that uh, all the aliens are good guys. So with that being said, he's reconsidering a number of things. Now, what's interesting is, is the information came in, and, and if you want to watch something that might uh, identify with our uh so called space fleet I know people don't believe any of this but and it 's not the ones that we blast off to Mars or the moon or you know send out to jupiter you know it's it's literally a real space fleet that's constructed with alien assistance and uh, my understanding is 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 originally this started with the uh a combination of American and Russian uh groups, and then the Chinese got in on it, et cetera, and they have their own craft and stuff but um uh, they also are aware of the interloper if you will or incoming now all it's funny all and you can watch uh you know a, a movie like uh Stargate, if you remember the old movie stargate i mean that boy, that was a classic about the portals and things, and also s g one uh, where it shares about, uh, you know, I guess you could say uh, <laughs> other than human, <laughs> and it also deals with AI. There's a lot of AI activity in it, so you know that can that can give you information about some of the craziness. But uh, in SG1, uh, the the Earth craft, I guess is a good way to say it. that's that Earth is using uh, as their own kind of a space fleet. Uh, reportedly, according to Dr. Sala, some of the craft that's out there, uh, is similar to that. So all of these it seems like all of these movies, all of these books, all of this information, all of these interviews seem to have a nugget of truth uh embedded in it. One of the things that's so interesting to me is the fact that uh that uh, one of the I can't remember if it was one of the interviewees, JP I believe, or One of those, he talked about uh, actually serving time in something called the 20 and back program to where reportedly, if true, they're transported to uh, a future location or a future place to battle so-called aliens or invaders or or whatever. And uh, even though some of that is, is that in our time, you know, not just a little bit of future existence. They made a film out of that, by the way. Uh, I think they called it Tomorrow or something like that. But anyway, uh, interestingly, they also reported, uh, this JP, that, uh, you know, he served a number of years on Mars, operating on Mars at some bases on Mars that we have. And ironically, if true, He said he knew Barry Satoro there, and that was the name that Barry Satoro used when he was working for the 20 and back program on Mars. And said that uh, he was also advised by some insiders on Mars that Barry Satoro was being prepared to come back and be the president of the United States. How ironic would that be? I mean, we, sometimes we wonder, and and what seems like so much fiction is just if when you line it up with what we see in our, our own history before they airbrush it, uh, it's incredible.
0: There's a lot of things that we don't even understand, and uh, if you line it up, like you said, and history proves it, it bears out the fact that there's something going on, and uh, I mean, what is so hard to understand, you know, I think, and again, I think where people hit a, a, um, a wall, I've been thinking about this a lot, and uh, the more I think about it, the more I realize that sometimes people build walls around what they allow into their minds, and, um, and again, we have to be careful we have to be discerning to um you know to what you know what we allow into our minds of course and our souls uh, we have to use discernment jesus said be not deceived and we understand that however <clears throat> the problem is the 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 opposite side of that coin is this and this is why we need balance if we become too uh too if you will obsessed with uh you know, preserving ourselves so that nothing you know we don't get no, we don't receive nothing that is not of God we also are shutting ourselves off from a lot of things a lot of revelation that the lord may want to show us and so this is why you know you're never going to know uh, you're never going to recognize a uh, a true uh, you know US dollar bill which by now is probably worthless, but anyway, you're never going to be able to tell the difference between a real U.S. dollar bill and a fake one unless you are acquainted and you are familiar with the real one. And so the best way to protect ourselves against uh, deception is to know God, to know the real almighty God, to know the real Jesus, to know the Word of God, you have to know the Word of God, because the Word of God contains the nature and the character of God. It shows you how he operates. It shows you who he is. It shows you, you know, from past experiences, how he deals with situations. And so this is one of the reasons why we need to read the Bible. It's not just instruction on godly living. It's also we learn from seeing past experiences how he has dealt with sin, how he has dealt with iniquity, how he has dealt with certain situations and offered mercy and grace. We, you know, we need to read the Bible for that. We need to understand the character and the nature of God. If not, you will be deceived. If you, if, you do not, if you do not know a person real well, anybody can come in and pose as that individual and fool you. Even, even the Apostle Paul said that, that uh, you know, an angel can masquerade himself as an angel, of, you know, the devil can masquerade himself as an angel of light and pretend, appear to you and pretend that he is an angel of God and he is not an angel of the Lord so it takes discernment to know that it takes the word of god to know that and um and so i have shared on this before and so that's the best way to protect yourself but if 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 uh like some christians do you know they just shut out everything and they say well if it's not in the king james and if it's not you know uh written there clearly i'm not going to accept it and uh and so is are UFOs in the in the scriptures are UFOs in the bible well i believe they are i believe they are e- except that many times we do not recognize it as such i believe ezekiel saw a UFO and again we see uh, in the scripture where the lord uh, almighty took um uh elijah to heaven in a chariot of fire but we're not told what that chariot of fire is right and so, you know, there are many things like this, and 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 you have to remember, people, that in many of these Gothic paintings, <clears throat> Michelangelo and Da Vinci and all of these paintings, right, the Gothic paintings from the Middle Ages, um, many of those paintings show U F O s in the background. Why is that? So there are too many. There are too many things like this that you just cannot push away. You cannot discard, you cannot ignore it. <clears throat> you have to realize that there is something going on, and uh, and so you know, I have I have personally because I have had experiences, okay, personal experiences that God has given me, where I was, I I I I went inside one of these chariots of fire, I went inside one of these vessels with an angel of the Lord and he took me somewhere. So I know they're real. I have seen these chariots of fire in the heavens. They appear like balls of fire. Okay. And um, how these things happen, uh, how the angels, uh, why do they need this and why sometimes they use it and why sometimes they don't? I don't, I don't know. I don't have the answers to all these questions, but I do know one thing. They're real. And so the people need to be able to open their minds a little bit because, you know, break that religious, uh, I call it a religious shell, break that shell so that the Almighty can show you some of these things that He wants to show you. Otherwise, when these things that are getting ready to happen begin to take place, what are you going to do? How are you going to explain that? What are you going to tell your children? And so if you do not tell your children the right answers, if you do not tell them the right answers and the truth about what these things are and what is probably going to happen in the near future, they're probably going to believe what they're being told by the mainstream media. What do you think about that, Larry?
1: Well, I think you're exactly right. And if you, (laughs) I would dare say that anyone that, just listens to mainstream media and expects them to explain it, uh, boy, they're not going to know much. I mean, uh, mainstream media, all they do is basically is lie and cover up, lots of cover up. Um, you know, I, matter of fact, uh, you know, there's a new program coming out, and I've really kind of enjoyed uh, the coming into the uh, our environment of the, in the film industry, this Angel Studios. And you can go there, angel.com. It's very simple, angel.com. It's Angel Studios and Films, and they're they're they they coming forth and making their movies and films and the with it from the Christian Avenue, if you will. And uh, oddly enough, they're the very ones that uh, put out finally the sound of freedom and. Everybody ought to watch that. That is an incredible, incredible movie. Um, it, it deals basically with human trafficking and child trafficking and and uh, the pedophiles, et cetera, et cetera. And if you haven't seen the last few days, uh, even in mainstream, uh, Hunter Biden went to a meeting and uh, Margaret Taylor Greene began to – start to bring out some truth about him involving human trafficking and sex trafficking and and pedophiles information and he got up with his lawyers and exited the room he exited the uh the committee that was going to ask you know ask questions and bring up things he didn't want brought out and he boy he got out fast i saw that actually and so anyway sound of freedom Boy, it's a, it's a, it's a good one. It's really really good and that's when I first found out about Angel Films or Angel Studios, angel.com, and they've got a new one out that I, they also have uh some uh film for or or movies if you will for children and youth and and you know I'm not going into all those but they've got them if you just want to go there and look at the data now they've just come out with a new one which is really interesting and uh it's a sci- it's sci-fi. It's a sci-fi and I mentioned it before. It's a, it's a new movie. It came out in 2023. I think it was uh I want to say December the 1st. Uh it went into theaters. It's called uh, the Shift. S H I F T. The Shift. 2023. And it's a movie, basically, that is based on the book of Job. Now, you know, I've read the book of Job. That is a very, very, should I say, strange book. There's probably all kind of stuff embedded in it. Matter of fact, oddly enough, in the book of Job, you remember, it talks about, uh, if I remember right, it talks about the uh, the uh, influences of uh, of, uh star systems and and it talks about orion it talks about the pleiades uh it's really just absolutely mentioned i mean right there and so anyway there's odd stuff but in the uh the movie the shift uh, involved in that also is uh the benefactor that's what they call him but it's actually satan or lucifer or whatever you want to call him i i listened to uh I think his name's, uh, Dan McGonahue or whatever his name, Dean. Anyway, uh, he was saying that that, that film really woke him up to spiritual forces, uh, when he had to begin to play that part, you know, in that movie because it basically, the ship's about, it's about a portal of some kind or some type of, uh, an individual that steps into something that takes him to another world, basically and oddly enough the world that he was in was a world of love and and a real future and prosperity and blessing and all of that but when he stepped through into this other world it was uh satan controlled and uh no hope <clears throat> and i'm waiting for that to come out where i can watch it i can't stream so i can't watch it it's available but uh it's called the shift now I'm, and I, if I'm not wrong, Augusto, I even, you know, I've heard some of the theologians talking about, and I can't say they're right, but it wouldn't surprise me, uh, some are saying that they believe possibly the book of Job might even be the oldest book in the Bible. We don't know. Uh, and most people follow the, the King James scenario. And if you'll remember, uh, King James, they put the books in the order they wanted them at that time. Matter of fact, I... Oddly enough, and you've talked about it a number of times, Augusto. They left out things like the Book of Jasher, the Book of Enoch. I mean, they left out a lot of stuff. Now, you know, who says? But but I find this interesting that, uh, you know, we keep hearing from all angles, either past, present, or future, we're hearing about all the time uh, different dimensions. We're hearing about parallel universes. We're hearing, you know, and Stan Dale talks a lot about that. He talks about a string theory of dimensions and et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, hey, you know, where we live, you know, I know, you know, when you look around your home where you live, you just see what's in your face naturally. You really don't pick up unless you pray or are revealed to by the Lord uh, scenarios of uh, good and evil and and, uh, demonic and and angelic and, and, uh, you know, possible portals or, or, uh, just, you know, I could go on and name a number of odd, enigmatic things, but you know what I'm getting at? I mean, we don't see it in our face, everything that is surrounding us. There's a lot around us. We just don't know. Matter of fact, the Bible talks about a cloud of witnesses. Wow. What is that? I won't go into that now, but anyway, uh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's a that's a whole, uh, I mean, right there uh, that, you know, it would take a whole program to discuss the cloud of witnesses. And, um, you know, that's a kind of worms right there. Uh, because, again, because people are just, um, you know, people are just so focused, you know, and just, uh, you know, I know what I know, you know, and us four no more and, you know, and that kind of mentality. It shuts off a lot of things that they, it could enrich your life, and it could um, it could bless you. And um, the same goes for movies. The same goes for goes for books. So, you know, you have to use discernment. You just cannot paint um, everything black and white. It just it just doesn't work that way. Uh, things are not black and white. Uh, and uh and 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 i i teach this i share this you know you have to have your 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 senses uh, awakened like it says in the book of hebrews to the discernment of good and evil and so yeah in order to do that you have to exercise your senses i'm talking about spiritual senses this is a daily thing you have to daily exercise you know you have to walk in this in the spirit you have to be able to live in the, you know, like a spiritual person, like we are supposed to be uh, spiritual beings living in a human body, right? But most people, no, most people are just, um, they live like carnal people. They live like, uh, you know, we have, we live in this human body and this is it. Oh, and by the way, I go to church on Sunday and I, I pray once a week to God. You know, that's the kind of relationship and that's the kind of idea the people in this, uh, in, you know, in the world right now, in the Western world especially, that's the, that's the way they see God and they see the supernatural. Is the supernatural is out there, and I'm over here where the Bible teaches us that we are supernatural. We serve a supernatural God, and we are supernatural being. We are not of this earth. Jesus said, I am not of this earth. My kingdom is not of this earth. And uh, the Holy Spirit that dwells within us is not of this earth. And um, and so how much more supernatural can you get? But yet uh, this is the way it is. And so a lot of people are going to have a hard, difficult time wrestling with a lot of these things that we are sharing today in this program and uh, with the things that are going to happen in the, se- in the next few years. There's going to be uh, a lot of weird, strange things happening in the heavens. I don't know if people have been noticing, but there's a lot of strange things happening in the heavens. These things are being caused partly by man's technology, HARP and, you know, the likes of that. Um, uh, scalar technology is a word used to describe that technology, and uh, weather modification. and uh, But there is also the element of uh, there are outside forces bombarding this Earth. Example: the sun. Have you seen the explosions in the sun lately? And these explosions are causing a wreaking havoc on the Earth, and are causing weather anomalies like this Arctic blast that is coming down, uh, probably starting this weekend. Uh, It's going to freeze uh, all that central part of the United States. I was looking at the Ventusky and. uh, Many, many states in the United States, especially that central part of the country, is going to experience the uh, temperatures in the minus fifteen seventeen degrees and uh, and so I don't believe that that is the norm in those places. I believe that they get cold but not that cold and uh it's it's not gonna be just for a day, it's gonna be for a few days and uh, I mean, needless to say uh it's going to affect the it's going to affect the the crops it's going to affect the the, the 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 animals it's going to affect the farms it's going to affect everything so that's the um the food industry is is, is going to take a hit and so this is this is part of what's predicted in the bible in the book of revelation and so whether these people are probably cooperating with that to make it worse uh, probably so like i said like I said already in this program once,
1: uh,
0: it's you cannot say it is this thing or that thing. What we're probably seeing is a combination of several factors. We're seeing maybe in the, you know, the, the the alien incident is probably part of maybe partly true, partly uh, uh, Pro, Project Blue Beam, partly the government taking advantage of this to, you know, to bring in their their globalist agenda, the new world order. All of these things are working together towards that end. And so um, what we're going to see in this next uh, few years is going to be horrific, folks. And uh, I received a word from the Lord uh, a couple of days ago, and I shared it on the program uh, yesterday. You might want to listen in, but... um, again i i just i just think that we're living in such exciting times and yet uh, i mean the horrific times as well to be living and yet a, a, a incredibly exciting depends on uh, where you are spiritually so i don't
1: know uh
0: do you have anything else larry
1: well i was going to share uh, you know you mentioned about uh, you know so many of us just find that we think everything is, that surrounds us is basically uh our basically our body in relation to our body our physical body and pretty much that's it and uh, nobody's open to anything else however you would have a really difficult time if you you know you existed like uh, Augusto or myself because over the years I've had multiple many many okay multiple experiences of where I wasn't in my body I was in my spirit body if you will and being Taken places and shown things and experiencing things and, and, uh, probably blow your mind. But if, if, if you only think all reality is just surrounding your physical body, that would be a wake up call if you found yourself away from your spiritual body, maybe away from planet Earth, maybe a lot further than that, maybe in another dimension. Boy, would that be a deal you'd have to figure out because, you know, even I, when that began, I was concerned. Uh, I was concerned what kind of problem I'd be having. This might be hallucinations or whatever, but I, the Lord showed me it wasn't. And so many, many times I went to other places. Sometimes it was to other planets. Uh, so that, you know, one time it was to go out and look at the destroyer and this was, this occurred when we it was vaguely even known of the destroyer. This meant been many years ago, and, uh, you know, I, I will never forget that. And, you know, uh, I was thinking also, Augusto, how that for people that think that everything surrounds us is just black and white, uh, you know, a very simple thing happened to you that I – it really struck me when you told me about it. I remember the scenario of somebody – that looked like was in physical in nature, stopped on the road and gave you an apple. Now, to most people, they would think, well, how nice. Wasn't that nice? I mean, somebody driving by. What's the odds of an individual driving by, stopping, and giving you an apple? Now, that you know, that's beyond belief because most people would never think or have a reason to do that, especially if you didn't know them. And so here's somebody, I'm assuming you never saw him before, and you never saw him after that, but somebody gave you an apple, and to me, this is where your spiritual eyes have to open up a little bit, and my perfect, my perfect perspective is of that, Augusto, that that was not a human being. My perspective, you know, I really do believe and really discern that that was an angel of the Lord that gave you that apple for a spiritual purpose even though it was a natural event to you there was a spiritual purpose behind it and i believe that it was successful what do you think
0: yeah well yeah that, that, that experience um uh, happened uh, a couple of years ago i was going through uh through a very very difficult time in my life but a big test a, about a year and a half ago i would say and um and i was just walking you know, like i take my usual walks and uh this uh you know just just walking just there by myself and all of a sudden this big white truck comes by pickup truck and uh and and then this man was well, sitting there he, he was a big 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 guy you know but, but i didn't i didn't think much of it because most of the you know the the men here the country boys are like you know they're big and robust and you know and but this one was very, big you know, big and robust. And he he reaches out and hands me an orange and says, "Here." And uh, and I saw that. And I said, uh, "What is that?" And he says, "It's an orange. It's for you." He says, "I just plucked that out of a tree." And uh, I thought that was so strange. I mean, why 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 would he do that? And again, th- this was kind of in the months of uh, fall, in the months of you know. Close to winter, I, I, I can't remember exactly when it was. I think it was like in October, sometime. And there, there are in this area where I live, there are no uh, no orange uh, orchards. There, are, there, you know, we don't have any around here now. Central Florida, yes, Central Florida. You drive down, you have to drive drive down to the area of Ocala. At least there is where you begin to see them. You know, the orange groves, but um, not here. And um, so I thought that was strange, but I, you know, I reached out and I took it and I said, thank you. And he just said, you're welcome. I just left, never saw him again. And, uh, and again, that, uh, that was a, a, a picture perfect, uh, orange. It had a very beautiful leaf, green leaf attached to it still. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's like, it's like, um, the orange you would take a picture of and posted like you know in a, in a, in a magazine you know something like that it's just beautiful and i brought it home and i remember i shared it and you and and uh, chuck and others you know mentioned you know that was an angel of the lord and then uh, i received a word from i you know, from ian in the philippines and he said Augusto you need to eat that orange and uh and i and you know i i was I was preserving it because it was so it was so special, so I went ahead and ate it, and my goodness that that orange just uh, did something to me, it just refreshed me it was so sweet and uh and so I treasure that moment i believe it was the Lord letting me know that he he you know he wa he was with me, and he was aware. Of everything the pain the trials the circumstances and uh, and it, it was his way of of encouraging me he was his way of just uh, strengthening me and one of the things that Ian mentioned to me <clears throat> when he wrote and said that was that you know to remember when Elijah uh, had eaten remember that that food that the angel had given him a piece of uh, some kind of uh, bread or something and he said eat and he said that elijah was able to you know to go on the strength of that meal he was able to go a long ways on the strength of that meal and um <clears throat> manna that was manna manna and uh and so on the strength on the strength of you know and i read that and i said yeah that's that's exactly true and so that helped me to go through that season and, uh, and maybe this is a word, maybe you brought that up, Larry, because this is a word that the Lord wants uh, people out there to, um, to receive, that you are going through a hard season, you're going through a tough season, where things seems to just uh, be hard, and just one thing after another, and you just get tired. People just, we just get tired, we just get exhausted, uh, spiritually, uh, physically mentally, and, and God knows that, the Lord knows that, and so he tries to encourage us, and um, he tries to, in, in different ways, to make us understand that he is with us, that these things are momentary, and that we will make it, and one of the things that I'm growing more convinced, and uh, more as the days go by, Larry, is that, you know, God, God has us here, until our work is finished until our work is finished and we have to go through all kinds of things and um, when our work is finished then he is able to take us home and unless of course unless the enemy preempts his plans and through an open door through an opening that we give the enemy the enemy comes in and he you know he just takes advantage Of a door opening and he just hurts you know hurts that individual and sometimes takes him out and therefore preempts God's plan for that individual but unless that happens the Lord usually uh, takes an individual home when his work is finished and so when 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 his assignment is finished that is when the Lord says okay your assignment is finished come on home and uh, and so you know, uh, I know sometimes people don't feel like living anymore. They just feel they want to give up. And uh, you may, if you haven't gotten there yet, you may get there in this season that is upon us. Is coming upon us because it's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough. And maybe maybe that's why the Lord laid out in your heart, Larry, to encourage people and um, to hold on because he what he did for me, he's he's going to do for you as well.
1: Well, I believe that's true. And I I know right now, everybody all across, well, everywhere, all the saints that are here now are going through great difficulties, you know, whether it's physical or mental or, uh, you know, uh, financial. I mean, you just name it and and seems like somebody's going through it. And uh, one thing I was going to close with, though, was I was just going to throw something out there. Uh, I've been praying about, you know, a number of years ago, you know, you and I talked about some things you had seen and creatures you had seen that in the end times that would enter our realm, if you will, our our three-dimensional realm around us, and they would be powerful, supernatural creatures that we haven't fought before. They were new in our environment, and they could not be defeated easily of anyway, and you you had mentioned the fact, and or you know I don't remember how you said it, but you said that we needed we needed greater weapons to be able to fight them. And I you know I've prayed about that on and off for a long long time, and and I really believe, and this is just my belief, I believe the Lord has shows me that one thing, the individuals that will battle these things in the spirit realm, if you will, that come in from the spirit realm into our environment to fight or defeat humanity to some degree, or whatever degree the enemy wants, Uh, I believe that those individuals, that these weapons are, there are, I guess you could say, in my opinion, we already really have them, we already have access to them, but we don't recognize them yet, if that makes sense. Uh, I don't think we know what they are exactly. And but the but the comforting thing is to me is the fact that uh, you know the Holy Spirit and those that have the Holy Spirit they're one up on everybody because the Holy Spirit is past present and future all snuffed into one and you know it is the Lord it is the Father uh, the Creator uh, so but one thing I found out about the Holy Spirit years ago was the fact that I didn't tell it when or what to do. The Holy Spirit was available to me as a friend like no other friend I had ever experienced, and he never forsook me, and he was always with me. And he is, though, basically like our roadmap. The Holy Spirit can direct you, if you'll let him, if you'll take time to allow him, he can direct every step you take, not your steps, but the steps he gives you to take in the Lord. And if you're operating in that function, no matter what supernatural force comes against you, I believe that the Holy Spirit can reveal the ability to use that weapon, a weapon maybe we're not even prepared to use because we don't know we even have it or have access to it. But that's just me.
0: Yeah. No, no, you're right. You're right. And I want to add something to that. I don't know if you uh, if you ever saw the movie... It's, 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 it's an older movie, but, and, and I saw it because anytime I see one of these movies that has to do with the supernatural extraterrestrials and things of that nature, I watch it because there are always little tidbits there of revelation that I, I capture. Okay. I manage to, the, the, the Holy Spirit reveals to me things when I watch those movies that, um, I treasure. I mean, and uh, the whole movie it was it was nice and it was interesting, but there is maybe one or two little nuggets there that I I get out of it. And that movie, there was a movie some years ago. <laughs> the title was uh, Cowboys and Aliens, I think it was called Cowboys and Aliens. And uh, in this particular movie, I'm just going to give you okay the the basics. There was this guy, he woke up, he woke up in the in the western town, right? And uh, he had this um, weird um, gadget attached to his arm, right, to his wrist. And uh, he didn't know what it was. He tried to get it off and he couldn't. And um, anyway, long story short, he got into trouble, you know, and they put him in jail, blah, 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 whatever uh you know the the theme of the you know the topic of the of the movie but the bottom line is that <clears throat> eventually aliens came over that uh, you know over that city and uh when they came when the aliens came over that city to attack it and to and to get victims because they would capture uh the people right and take them in their ships right and then take them to their to their base so whenever the, the aliens got over that area, this, this uh, gadget, right, this uh, thing, whatever it was, on his wrist, on his arm, it was activated. It began to bleep, okay, and it began to, it lit up, and it began to, uh, you know, do all kinds of, of sounds and things. And, and so, and then all of a sudden, it, uh, it was activated, and then it was, it was triggered into action. Uh, things began to appear there that was not there before like a weapons right and he was able to shoot these entities down by just pointing his arm and just willing it and it would it would happen It was connected to his if you will to his to his conscious mind right and so he would point and fire and sure enough that was the only weapon that was successful against these entities against these beings well what I got out of that, okay, and, and there's more to the story, but that was the the, the the nugget. And the nugget that I want to share with you today regarding what you shared there, Larry, about the weapons that have been given to us. I believe, okay, and this called it a revelation if you want. I believe it is a revelation. I'm gonna share it with you. I believe when the time comes that these entities appear there are some that have been given this weapons, and most, a lot of people have this weapons, and they don't even know it. They don't know how to activate it. They don't know how to use it. But those that have had the uh, the privilege of using it, and see, and and experienced it, when that moment comes, that that uh, that weapon is going to be activated in us, and we're going to be able to. Hit these things where it hurts and it's going to be a supernatural weapon and we don't have to, you know, we're just going to reach there with our hands. We, we probably are not going to see the, the weapon, but it's going to act, it's going to work the same way. We're going to, we're going to point our fingers and we're going to point our, our arms and hands towards those things and they're going to burst and they're going to just be a just, you know, pop like balloons and just disappear and so the reason I know this is how it happens is because <laughs> I have done this already in the spirit and so I uh, I know how this works and uh, and I believe that it has to do like you said Larry with the power of the Holy Spirit and I do believe that it is already in us but we have to be you know it's going to be activated isn't it is its not going to be functional Listen to this carefully. It is not going to be functional and operating unless these things show up. Do you hear that? I'm going to repeat it. It's not going to be activated. It's not going to be triggered unless and until these things show up. When they show up, it will instantly and and, uh, and um, immediately be uh, activated, and that is when we will use these things. So take it if you want it. If you don't want to receive it, don't. But uh, I just thought I'd share that.
1: Well, that's really interesting. And and, and I agree, because one of the things we find out about the gifts of the Spirit, because they're gifts of the Spirit, they're Spirit-controlled. And our own natural mind basically doesn't even control their, their function, if you will. In other words, when discernment comes, it's from the Spirit. It's not from our carnal mind. And we just know because we know because we know. And so that's that's the scenario of how those things work that's from the spirit realm you know uh I had a, and to go along with what you just said I had an experience years ago I called it I titled it the breach and in this I had a it it seemed like a dream it, it, well it seemed like more than a dream really it wasn't just a dream it was something else but I found myself on the other side of a dimensional wall if you will and somehow me and others were standing there and the lord was standing behind us and we were viewing where our 3d dimension and what caused it i didn't ever i never knew but our three dimensional the three you know our 3d uh, world or our time space that we live in the physical part had somehow breached into another dimension to some degree it was just a little bit of degree in another dimension what it was causing extreme troubles and uh the and how this was corrected you know because not i do i wasn't shown it i did it uh in this thing me and others were standing there and we held our hands forth with the palms of our hands facing toward the breach spot and it was like a loud sound came forth like a wind, but it was a it was a high frequency and then suddenly, and I believe it was the Lord, as we were doing this, I heard a great roar come behind me, and a something came for some kind of force came from us, forward into that breach, and it slung all of the you know third dimension that, that the, you know the, that we live in our reality it throwed it by force out of that other dimension and healed the breach but it caused a lot of destruction in the area of earth where that had breached so i don't know i kind of go along with what you said and uh, um just uh, well I, I just hope today gives people you know uh, builds their faith. To, uh, a lot of times we feel like we're all alone, kind of like Elijah did that time. You know, they having Jezebel and, uh, you know, we just, we just feel like we're overwhelmed. We're, we're by ourselves. We don't have anything. Maybe we're tired. Maybe we're, we're old. Uh, maybe we're sick, uh, you know, and we wonder how can we go through anything that would take a lot because we're too pooped out to pop, <laughs> but yet we can pop at the unction of the holy spirit
0: yeah yeah i want to leave the people with this scripture larry and it has been a very interesting uh, program we have shared a lot of information a lot of revelation but i want to share this with the people because sometimes there's people out there and um and sometimes i have to remind myself of who i am in christ because if, if 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 i don't do that I begin to feel sorry for myself, and that is not what God wants. God does not want you to feel sorry for yourself. That leads down the road where the devil wants you. That is exactly where the devil wants you, feeling sorry for yourself, feeling that you are not worthy, you are nothing, you are a piece of nothing. And that's where he wants you. And, And, yes, we have to humble ourselves, but at the same time, we have to understand who the Bible says we are, Okay, and and so it's it's kind of a it's kind of a thin it's kind of a thin line to walk in, to walk in humility before the Lord and also to walk in authority. And that's the key. You know, we are called to walk in authority and we're also called to walk in humility. So it takes it takes kind of a little practice and um, a little experience, a little wisdom to manage that. To manage the uh, humility with uh, with with authority and authority is not the same as pride let me repeat that authority is not the same as pride pride is pompous it inflates your ego authority is you know who you are in Christ Jesus so in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 11 he says but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, okay? Here's the first question. Does the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you? Does the Holy Spirit dwell in you? Okay, answer that question, and then let's continue here. He that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead shall also bring to life your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. Now, <clears throat> there's different translations for this. And uh, in another translation in the, in the uh, American Standard, I mean, it does make a difference. The translation does make a difference because it's, it, it's different. It, tells, it, 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 it sounds different. In the American Standard Version, it says, He that raised up Christ Jesus from the dead shall give life also to your mortal bodies through his spirit that dwells within you. But then if you go to some of the other versions, and this is why it's I, I like to have different versions of the Bible. Some people say, bless God, I'm a King James man. I'm okay, fine. But it is good to have um, uh, different uh, scriptures in the Bible because of what I just shared with you. And so if we go to, um, you know, to another version of the Bible here, and we're running out of time, I have to hurry uh it says in um in Romans 8:11 let's go to uh let's go to let's see um let's go to um and, and there's a lot of good versions out there um uh let's go to the um let's go to the good news bible okay it says um if the spirit who raised up Jesus from the dead lives in you, then he who raised up Jesus Christ from the dead shall also give life to your mortal bodies. Now, the old King James used to have the best, uh, the best translation that I have read so far, which is this. I'm going to read it to you right now. It says, but if, if, if the spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead shall also quicken. Notice that word, quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwells within you. And when you uh, when you look at that original uh, word in the original text, shall quicken, okay, your mortal bodies. That word, quicken, is the word zupo uh, in the Greek, which literally means vitalize, okay, if you will make alive, if you if you will. Uh, quicken, okay? All of a sudden, it's like a quickening. It's like a, a, a vitalization. It's like an energizing, okay? And, uh, I, I like that particular, um definition because I think this is exactly what happens when the spirit quickens you. It is more than just gives you, give you life. It is an energizing, uh, energizing, quickening power of the spirit within us. So, I just thought uh, felt led to share that with the people. Any final thoughts, Larry, and then we'll close it.
1: Well, I would just say that the time frame we live where so many changes are occurring around us, and a lot of those changes seem to be very, very dire and dark. Uh, We need to have faith that uh, Spirit within us can do what it says in the Bible that it can do. And I just trust that it will.
0: Amen. Amen. It will. Amen and amen. Praise God. Well, thanks, Larry, for taking the time to be with us to do this program. I believe it has been worthwhile. We have shared a lot here, and uh, we pray and trust that it has been a blessing to you out there. We will do it again when the Lord permits. This has been another edition of Conversations uh, Beyond the Veil with Larry Taylor and yours truly, Augusto Perez. Until next time, God bless. Shalom.